Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. You're listening to Stan Blade on the Stan Blade podcast. How's it going, mate? Today and yesterday, it's just too hot for me. It's too hot. I sound like my mum now. My mum's one of those people that just moan all year round about the weather. They moan that it's too cold, and it's too wet, and it's too dry, and it's too this, and it's too that. But yeah, they moan all year that it's fucking cold, and then when it gets hot, oh, it's too hot for me. But yesterday and today is fucking hot. Obviously, I'm a ginger, and I've got a husky. It's too up for us, guys. I had a shave yesterday. Um, Shaved all the beard off. Broke the internet. (laughs) Broke TikTok. As you can hear, I've got fucking hay fever. I'm not a beard person. Do you know what I mean? Like, everyone goes nuts about it. I'm not one of those guys that are like, yeah, I need my beard oil and all this. I did have to put beard oil on in the end because it just looked like pubes sprouting out. It looked shit. And I was trying to grow a big beard because I thought, yeah, why not? It's easy. Um, Just laziness, really. And it got so big. Uh, I just got pissed off and shaved it off. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it was like when, um, what's his name? Kim Kardashian put her bum on that glass or something like that. It was a bit like that, guys. But 99% loved it, which is strange. Because last time I did it, I did it a few months ago and it was 50-50. But normally people hate it. Now my ex says I look like a butch lesbian. But I don't know why it looks a bit better this time. I don't know if it's just because it was so fucking long last time. And I've just had my birthday. I've just turned 38. And I think with my birthday and shaving, I've just looked so much fucking younger, better and fresher. So it took 10 years off me. Anyway, enough about me. This is me talking to Liam. Also, about halfway through, um, it cuts out. It cuts off for some reason. The Zoom Zoom chat cuts off. And then we reconnect and we carry on. So the recording stops and starts again. Um, so there's a little break in the middle, which normally I'd edit out. But my computer's being a dick and the internet box keeps flashing orange and it's been doing it for days. And it's just major ag, so apologies for that. I'm not going to be able to edit it out. It's just taking too long. I've been trying to do it for about 40 minutes. So just fast forward. <laughs> just fast forward a minute. Good, good. It's really, really hot here. What's it like there? Yeah, it's really nice here today. It's, it wasn't wasn't so hot during the day, but... Since about five, it's been really quite hot. It's too hot for me. I'm in, it... I'm in, I'm in my car at the moment because uh, it can be a bit of a madhouse in ours sometimes. So it says twenty four point five degrees. Oh, is it? Which is quite hot, really. So who's in your house? Um, so there's me and my partner and our three children. But I can guarantee there'd be some screaming going on somewhere if it was yeah, inside yeah. the house. So what what children have you got? Girls, boys, both? Uh, we've got two boys and a girl. Our oldest, um, I'm not actually his dad. Me and his mum met when he was three or four years old. Okay. And uh, together, together we've got a little girl who's actually turned eight today. It was a birthday today. Oh. And um, a little boy who's six. So Busy house then. Yeah. Bloody hell. And when you and when you tell them to be quiet, that's when they're even louder. So yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I can imagine. I can imagine. Have you got any pets? Yeah, we. I have got two French bulldog. Uh, have you? Two French bulldogs. Yeah, one. One's four years old. She's actually pregnant at the moment. She's due with puppies in about two weeks. Oh wow! And um, I've got a French bulldog puppy that's six months old. Uh, I used to have American bulldogs. Oh, did you? Mm. They're lovely dogs. Yeah. I fell out with dogs for a long... I, I've always been a dog lover. 
And then I fell out with dogs for a long time because I used to have a boxer dog and she tried to bite my son. My son, who's six now, he mm-hmm. must have only been, he must have been two. And uh, she tried bite him. So she didn't, she didn't do no, she didn't get him, but you know, the intent yeah. was there. Like, so oh, uh, we rehomed, we rehomed her to like a family that we found a rehoming site online, you know, for, Dogs with behavioural problems and stuff. Yeah. And she went to live with a family with no children and stuff anyway. So oh. I went off dogs for a few years and um, someone offered us a French bulldog and my girlfriend got it in her head and I couldn't say no. So, oh, but I'm kind of cool. glad I did. I'm kind of glad I did because it's changed my perspective back on animals and stuff. So, yeah. Well, I've got a husky at the moment. I've never had a husky. Have you? They're gorgeous. Yeah, yeah gorgeous he, he's from Finland. He's an ex-sled dog, so he's been around the Arctic Circle and all that. So he needs a lot wow. of walks, but he's getting older yeah. now. But it's way too hot for him. I've just had to like tie him up in the garden, put the hose on him because he hates the hose, but obviously it's for his own good. Do you know what I mean? Is he really big? Uh, he's normal size. He's not massive. No, he's normal. Um, But yeah, I've had to tie him up and put all the hose on him for ages. I think the cat's behind me. You probably can't see it. Can you see the cat there? You've got, yeah, yeah, you've got a cat as well. How do they get on? Yeah, fine. Like, if, if my dog sees a cat in the street, yeah, chase it. Like, but it's just playing, I think. But I think because I had the cat from a little yeah. kitten, my neighbor got the kitten and she lived in a one room, like a bed set. And she had this kitten, and every time it would get to like four or five o'clock in the morning, it would just go absolutely berserk and it'd be under her bed pulling down the mattress and fucking around so quite nocturnal aren't they and she just she just she just lost it with her she just didn't want it anymore so she was like do you want a kitten and I was like no and then she goes I'll show you it and I was like no and then she brought it down and then I was holding it It it's only like a little kitten and I remember it bit me on the cheek and it was (laughs) and I just thought it's quite cute and I had it and then yeah but that I was on my own then. I was just with the dog then. Then I met my girlfriend. One of them you couldn't couldn't say no once you seen her. Yeah, he was cute, but he's about four now, and he's so fucking annoying. Yeah. It's like love hate relationship with him at the moment. He's just really annoying. But if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have met my girlfriend at, at the time, and we wouldn't have had a baby. Yeah. So because she put an in, she put a picture on Instagram of her black kitten. And I put one of my black in and we had never spoke before. We never followed each other. I think she might have followed me from my music, but we never knew each other. We never spoke or anything. I'd never noticed her before. And I just said, oh, you've stolen my black cat or something like joke like that, because they looked exactly the same because they're both black kittens. Yeah. And um, it went from there. Right? We, we started talking about cats and then, yeah, eventually after ages, we met up and in time we moved in together and we had a baby. Alfie, yeah. so if it wasn't for the cat, well, so... I'm actually, I, I'm, I'm actually um, part way through your episode with her now. I've, oh yeah. <laughs> I said to you, I said to you that I've, I'm up to the part where you was writing down questions and asking, and you didn't know the answer or what the question oh, yeah. was. So that's as far as I'm up to with that. But um, I've not listened to him in, I've not listened to him in episode order. What yeah. I did is I listened to the ones like. The one with Tourette's lad, that was the first one because me and him have exchanged quite a few messages. So yeah, when I looked through and I seen Tourette's lad, I uh, that was the first one I listened to. Like, yeah, well, um, yeah, I've had a few people on now. I'm just going through people yeah. that I know so far, people that I've spoken to, people that I know a little bit. Do you know what I mean? And obviously, I've always yeah. seen you on the app. So. Tell us a bit more about your story. Like you're an amputee. Yeah, so I'm a baloney amputee. My left leg is amputated a couple of inches below my knee. And um I used to have a motorbike, nothing serious, only a, a 125 on learner plates and stuff. But I was just out with my friend one day. He was on his motorbike behind me. And uh we was going down a country lane, not far from where we live, and it was like um like an S-bend shape road. And as, I, as I've gone round the corner, as I've, I've, as I've entered the S, a car's come round the other side 
and we've both seen each other last minute. Both tried to swerve to avoid each other, but unfortunately swerved the same way and went into each other. So it, it, it was quite serious. Like, it was a head-on collision. Like, my bike was stuck in the front of the... It was actually a Mitsubishi Warrior, a pickup truck. So my, yeah. bike was stuck in, my bike was stuck in the front of it. I did the windscreen and the vehicle flew over the top, ended up at the side of the road somewhere. And, like, I didn't, I did, I didn't blank out or nothing. You know, I didn't have any head injuries at all, which I'm majorly grateful for. But... Um, I just remember lying there, what felt like it was only a couple of seconds, but it felt like forever. And I just I just remember lying there thinking, I've fucked it up this time. Do you know what I mean? Because I fell off my bike loads of times before, you know. Yeah. A few little bumps here and there, a few little scratches. Never nothing serious, but I just remember thinking that this time I've fucking done it proper. Okay. And the uh, next minute, my friend, my friend who was behind me on his motorbike... He was like over the top of me trying to calm me down. And, you know, I was going out, I was like proper panicking. And he was there going, don't move, don't move, don't move. And I don't think I could have moved if I tried, you know what I mean? But, okay, yeah, yeah, so I got, I got took to hospital um, because of how badly broken my leg was. They did a lower half CT scan. They only scanned the bottom half of my body. And um, I broke my left wrist, my left femur, my, th- my thigh bone, and my left ankle. And what is now amputated was originally a plate and screwed back together. And um, this is when I start forgetting, really. And what I know mostly is from what family members have told me and stuff is because my spleen was leaking blood into my stomach and the hospital didn't know about it you know, because they'd only scanned the bottom half of my body. Yeah. And um, I, I was in the hospital for three or four days, I think it was, and I was getting iller and iller. And um, one of the doctors came back off his leave and he said, what is, what, what is this boy doing in this ward? He looks really ill, do you know what I mean? So they took me for a full body CT scan and that's when they found me internal bleeding and stuff. And... Um, I went from a normal ward with a broken leg to intensive care, and I was in intensive care for two two full weeks. I mean, in, and and that was the worst time. That was the worst time because I couldn't have many visitors or anything, you know. So, so how? But, how, yeah. how long ago was this? Uh, two thousand February two thousand and thirteen. It was so eight years ago now. But right. if I'm entirely honest, it feels like forever ago now. Yeah, it feels like that. Not almost like it didn't happen because obviously the leg, everything. I know it happened, but mm. it just feels like a distant memory now. So did they try and save the leg at first? I assume. And yeah, then... yeah, they tried to say yeah. So like I said, they metal plated it, the ankle all back together, mm. and then, you know, when they put it in a cast and stuff. Um, yeah. The muscle started. It's it's got a name. It's called compartment syndrome, and it's when the muscle swells from the inside out. So what they was doing is is eight times they tried this, and um, they cut my leg open, cut away the dying muscle, wrapped it back up, and then checked in a couple of days to see if the muscle had stopped dying. And yeah. this got to about eight eight times, and um, amputation was always uh, what would you say like a warning, like the, the to give you all the worst situations, don't they? Yeah. And amputation was like on the cards from the beginning, and like I said, I think it was the eighth time they'd done this, cutting open and cutting away the muscle. And um, when they was talking us through it, I just said to him, like I said, if you have to amputate my leg don't bring me back and wake me up and tell me you're going to do it. Just fucking do it. And then we'll, we'll deal with that then. Do you know what I mean? Like, so yeah, I went, I, went, I did that happened. I went down for an operation on my leg and come back without it. Like, so. So you woke up with no leg. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And when you, well, the... I, I, because of, 
because of sorry, but because of how serious it was and how many times they'd tried to save it. Yeah. I was almost already prepared for it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So when you crashed, your mate was behind you. He had time to stop. He didn't crash or anything. No, nothing. It, nothing happened with him. But um, you know, a bit of information useless. Like I think the police made him get back on his bike and go and tell my mum. Now I think that's disgusting because I nearly died for a couple of different reasons. A couple of different injuries could have killed me. And I think after witnessing that, I think they should have gone to my mum's house and told me. Yeah. Because when when yeah. he when he went to my mum's house, my mum went fuck off, fucking joking. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then it was only when he went. It's only when he went. No, it's fucking serious that you know everyone found out. Like, but when this happened, um, about two weeks before, we found out that. Like I said, my little girl who's turned eight today, uh, we found out that she was pregnant with her, so we had all that going on as well. Fucking hell. What about the driver that crashed into you? Was they okay, or don't you know? Yeah, no, so I never I never met him because I was so seriously injured and ill. I never I never got to meet him and um he he had an he had like um a grazing mark to his arm where when when is it when when on the impact his arms hit the steering wheel or something and that's all he had a graze on his arm but obviously because of how serious it all was mm. he was at the same hospital and that's the only reason I know because m- my parents seen him in like the waiting room. Fucking hell. But it was a it was a pure accident, you know, it was like Yeah. He he wasn't drunk, I wasn't drunk, you know it, it was a pure accident, and I've accepted that from the beginning. So, you know, I, I know it's a broad statement to make, but shit happens, doesn't it? Yeah. So what? Ha- like you seem quite at peace with it. How long did that take for you to be like that? Well, obviously, like I said, the worst part was intensive care and stuff. But from very early on, I, w- I was still in hospital when, like, I had almost a positive outlook from it because there's a guy from my hometown, St. Helens, where I live in the northwest of England. Um, His name's Andy Reid. He stepped on an IED in Afghanistan and blew both his legs and his right arm off. And he's obviously, he's he's like a, you know, he's a local hero. You know, he means a lot to our town. Like, and when he found out, I think it was his, he wrote a book. He's a best-selling author on Amazon, or it was at the time. Mm. And um, my dad sent an email to his, like his, um, his, his business email sort of thing, saying, "My son's had an accident. He's, he's had his leg amputated. Do you have any advice or anything?" And he emailed straight back and he said, "I'll come and visit him tomorrow if that's okay." Oh, so he literally came. He literally came the next day and. I don't mean this in no way disrespect to him or anything, but when he came walking in the room with two prosthetics on and an arm missing, I just looked at him and I thought, fucking hell, if he's all right, I'll be all right with one missing. Do you know what I mean? So that stuck with me from the beginning. And yeah, like I said, I consider myself quite lucky, really, if anything. Yeah. So how, how long would you say you've been on TikTok? So I've only been on TikTok since November last year, so seven, eight months. And the reason I started TikTok originally was because I, like I mentioned, I have French Bulldogs. I had a litter of French Bulldogs at Christmas, well, mm. November, Christmas time. And it was my first litter that I'd bred. And I wanted to vlog the growth. Because you, yeah. you you only have them for eight eight nine weeks before they go to the new homes and yeah I wanted video documentation every day of them and then when the when the puppies went I thought like I'd I'd enjoyed posting and stuff so much that I wanted to carry on because I've been trying to share my story since the beginning on Instagram with no real consistency or you know I've never gained much of a following on there really. So I kind of, 
I kind of re-strategized basically, like rejigged my strategy and put all my efforts into TikTok, started posting every day, built up a small following, you know, and then it's gone a bit crazy in the past couple of months, to be honest. Well, for me, it's gone crazy anyway. I've never had followers like this before. Yeah. So what about the trolls? I've seen you answer back trolls quite funny and clever and but that deep down does it ever get to you or um it did it did at a point there was a point when I did a video um I don't know if you've seen it it's my best video it's on 1.7 million views something like 200,000 likes and it was my best video I'd ever done and basically it was an act like I was telling my son off I was saying to my son you're not playing on your Xbox because you've got school in the morning. And then I turned the camera around and I had my prosthetic on loosely. And he said, well, if you're taking my Xbox, I'm taking this. And he runs off with my leg. Yeah, I And that. That, that, that kind of blew up my account, really. And um, videos like that, I don't mind. Obviously, to within a degree, I don't mind the 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 stupid comments and stuff because I'm almost inviting that joke by making a joke myself the comments that really piss me off are when I do a serious video like I do a serious video trying to teach people how to how prosthetics work and things like that and you know I, I, got, I got one once and it and it was you know he had he actually had a profile picture and he had he had videos that he was making and he had a bio and everything and he made this comment and I just looked at it and I thought, you fucking what? Do you know what I mean? Where when they've not got a profile picture and they've not got content, I just look at it as you, you, yeah. you're fake. You're basically a fake account. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm exactly the same. That's why I always say if they've got a proper account and they're a fellow adult with like content and they just took the time out to come at me for no reason, that's when I get pissed off the most. Like, because cause I say, because I'm pretty new, I consider myself still pretty new to TikTok and stuff. I've never been trolled on any other platform before. I've never really used Twitter. I've used Facebook and Instagram from the beginning. Um, I mean, you're very likely to get trolled on Facebook because it's your friends, isn't it? It's friends and friends of friends and that sort of thing. Well, yeah. for me, it is anyway. But my Instagram account is open, like anyone can see or follow me Instagram and I've never got any any negative comments or anything but um yeah TikTok they just seem to be there all the time but like I said it depends what type of video the troll comments are on yeah I mean I said like I don't know how old you are but I first joined social media sites with MySpace days because I've always done music so I've been on everything since MySpace so MySpace Facebook Twitter yeah. Instagram, Snap, like everything you can think of. And I've never been trolled until I joined TikTok. So I think it's just TikTok. And oh. obviously when you stand out as well, maybe. It's just Yeah, like, and like the thing is, is the, the thing is, is like I say, they don't bother me. Um, when I reply to them and, you know, I make a, I make a joke of it, Mm. I had one took down. I had one took down. It, the video got removed for breaking guidelines for violence or something because someone commented saying, "Oh, you're faking it." So I said, "Joking." You know, like I do because I know I look serious. Going, "Oh, I don't fucking need this, do I?" But it, it's an act. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm almost acting that part. Yeah. And I did this video and I said, "All right, if I'm fucking faking it, I'll cut it off proper now." And I went out of shot for a split second. Mm. went like that with a knife and I had tomato sauce on my leg and I jumped back on screen screaming yeah. TikTok took it down I don't know whether someone reported it or whether it something picks up that yeah all oh, this blood here or something do you know what I mean yeah that's that TikTok but always, I've been trying like I'm not gonna lie down. yeah that, that it, it, like it I thought that was one of my best videos do you know what I mean but it, it yeah. got took straight down but um I've been trolled in real life, mate. Do you know what I mean? I've had real life situations which I've dealt with. So a comment online is not going to bother me. Do you know what I mean? Oh, really? Yeah. I had it at work. I 
when I had my accident, I was an apprentice electrician because I'm 28 now, but I was 20 when it happened. And um, at first, the company I worked for, they was brilliant. They paid me all my holidays all at once while I was in hospital. So I had money to keep me going and stuff. And like I went on the sick and then, uh, like I said, I've got metal work in my left thigh. And after, after being off work for a year, I went back to work and I kept getting this irritating lump on the side of my leg. And when I went back to the hospital for scans and stuff, it was one of the screws of the metalwork was um, like popping back through. So I had to go back in for another operation 12 months later and they removed the screw. So I had to go back off work again. But the thing is with my disability is, is even though I'm sick, I'm not really sick. I'm just physically challenged at that moment. Do you know what I mean? So my yeah. life carried on. I was off work on the sick, but my life carried on. I was still seeing my friends. I was still posting on social media. I just wasn't fit enough to be working on a building site. Yeah. And anyway, the boss's son, the owner of the company, his son, who was a 30-odd-year-old man, uh, got really drunk one night and sent me a barrage of abuse on messages saying, you one-leg piece of shit, you're taking the fucking piss out of my dad's business, you're claiming all this fucking money off us and everything. So because I had a solicitor looking into the accident, I just played it cool. I didn't argue with him. I responded to the messages, but I didn't argue with him, and I saved all the messages, and I took him to employment tribunal and won. So, like yeah. I say, I've had, I've had it in real life, so trolls... Trolls don't really bother me. Well they, well, they do, but they don't, seriously, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So do you have your leg on, like, most of the time? or? Yeah, so I can't sleep in it. I can't bathe in it. So on a good day, I'll get up in the morning and I'll almost immediately put my leg on. And then I'll, I'll wear it all day and I won't take it off till bedtime. But there's sometimes where... It can swell up, you know, if, if if I do too much, I can get blisters on it and things like that. So I do, there is, a, there is a bit of time management that goes into it, but I do wear my leg quite a lot. And from when I've met other amputees and stuff, I do, I, I do push myself as much as I can, like. Yeah. So is there any truth about, I can't remember what it's called, when you can still feel the sense that you can still feel your foot? Oh. Yeah, so they call that phantom limping, and uh, yeah, and I have suffered with phantom limping, and I still do to an extent, but nothing like it was. But yeah. it's really hard to explain. But I felt like, um, like someone had like a crocodile clip or something squeezing my toes, but obviously my toes wasn't there, so it's it's yeah. a bit. It's a bit of a mind fuck, really. Like, I've actually just made friends with a guy who's had his arm amputated. And you're frozen a minute. Am I frozen? You're frozen. But I need it feels like his fist is in his arm. It's really hard to explain. Anything. Okay. And there's not much they can do for it. They can not much they can do for it, really. I think it's something to do with your brain still set. You frozen? Have I frozen? Can you hear me? You seem to have frozen. Then it just went to a waiting screen. Yeah, you just froze. I could hear you for a little while, but you wasn't moving, and then it just went off. That's all right. We're back. Yeah, we're back. So I, I saw you that you climbed Snowden. Is that something you've done before, or? Uh, yeah, not until this year though. Um, the first one I did was Scarfell Pike, which is the biggest mountain in England. 
Um, a couple of weeks later, I did one called Ingleborough, which is it's kind of near near the Lake District and stuff. If you know the yeah, and um, the third one I've done is Snowdon, which is the biggest in Wales. And in August, we're going to go to Scotland and do Ben Nevis, the biggest in Scotland. That sounds cool. And that is, is that with like all other amputees? Yeah, what it is, is, is my friend, he (laughs) is in business with um, some people who own a villa in Tenerife. And he texts adult amputees who are struggling with like depression and struggling with the, with their amputation. And he texts them to Tenerife on almost like a boot camp. You know, to try and motivate them to change their lives and help them. Um, And he's had this idea to do it for kids as well. But the kids is going to be completely free by our fundraising and things like that. You know, there's a charge to the adult camps, but the children camps are going to be totally free. That sounds great. That sounds good. So do you still ride a motorbike? Um, I have done, I have rode a motorbike. I don't own one at the moment, purely for financial and family reasons, but I would own a, mo- I would own a motorbike again because I always say to people that it was an accident due to human error, whether it was my fault, his fault, both of our faults. Yeah. Some, a human caused that accident to happen, not, not the vehicle, so... You know, I've not been faced, but you know, when, because you see it all the time, don't you? People having flashbacks and, you know, struggling to talk about things and stuff. And that that's not been me. That's not been me from the beginning. So. Yeah, that's good. So your missus don't mind you riding a motorbike? <laughs> well, my family, they don't like it, but. Yeah, you know they they try and wrap me in bubble wrap, which I can understand, you know, because they've seen me at my lowest point. You know, like like I said, I did actually nearly die, so I can understand them wanting to look after me and stuff. But um, that's why I find it good meeting other amputees and stuff because they're the same. You know, the like I say, it's nice your family looking after you, but sometimes you feel like saying I'm I'm an adult. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I but, know. I can I can understand why, but I don't see it that way. Have you got a big family? Um, not really. There's at the time of my accident, I lived with my mum, my sister. I've got there's obviously in our house. There's me, my partner, and our three kids. And then the only family we see really is my sister. She's got a fella and three kids, and my mum, and and I've got a younger sister. And my dad, my mum and dad don't live together. They're divorced and everything like but That's okay. it, really. Yeah. So what is your accent? So I'm from uh, St. Helens, which is about 10 miles from Liverpool. Um, people, people who are from far away usually say I, I either sound Yorkshire or Scouse. But the Scousers hate us because, you know, they call us woollybacks. I don't know why, but... Yeah, I've been trying to work it out ever since you started talking. Like, and ever since I since see, I've been recorded. see you talking, since I see you talking on the app, I was like, I wonder what that yeah. accent is. <laughs> well, since since I've been recording myself, uh, one thing is is it, I, I think I sound very common and very lazy pronouncing me pronouncing me words sometimes, but that's just the way I am, and you know I'm not going to change that for the sake of recording myself on TikTok and he was all taking the piss out of me once from the for the way I say er. Yeah. Well, I hate the way I talk. I think everyone don't like the way they talk. And every yeah. time I talk, everyone's like, oh, you need to do a podcast. I love your voice, especially when I'm talking on live. And I'm like, I always mumble yeah. and I've, I hate talking, but I guess it sounds different to other people. Yeah. But no, like I say, it's it's a fun it's a funny accent because we're not quite we're not quite Liverpool, but we're not quite Manchester. We're like in the middle. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely unique. I've not really heard. I can't really think of anyone else that sounds like that that I've heard. 
I get really chuffed when when someone comes into my comment section going, "Oh yeah, Saint Helens." I'm like, "Get in, someone knows." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, are you going to keep any of these puppies that you have in? Uh, well, I don't know yet. <laughs> we didn't keep none of the last ones because they was all boys for some reason. All the puppies came out boys, and. Um, we took them to the vets for a checkup, and we told the vets that we was going to keep one. And they said, unless you was going to get them, like, whatever the name is, cut off, then the mum and yeah, the mum and son would still try and yeah. breed each other, like whether the whether the mum and son are not. So yeah. we decided not to keep one then, but I, I bought one. I bought a second one, so I don't know now. When I had American Bulldogs, they had two litters, and they both had about. 15 16 puppies each wow three died so they both had yeah. fir- they both had 13 and they have a lot of puppies american bulldogs i don't know what are french bulldogs like they just have a couple there are yeah well she was scanned for six but she had eight but uh three of them died so she had she was left with five we had five we, we sold they have to have um cesarean sometimes well a lot of, a lot of people have said that but she gave birth naturally i think a lot of people opt for a cesarean just to play it safe with french bulldogs because a yeah. lot of them um i mean man's really good man's like really natural like but some of them have um, breathing problems and stuff don't they so yeah that's good then and they are they are only small dogs really considering yeah my neighbours just got a dog to Bordeaux. Do you know what they are? Yeah, they're big, they're big dogs, aren't they? Like, they're thing. Yeah, anyone yeah. listening there, I always call them the... I say French... For, no, I say Turner and Hooch. Turner and Hooch dog. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. Do you remember that film? I don't know if it's before your time. Turner and Hooch with no, Tom, I, Tom I know Hanks. What, I know what it is. Yeah, I know yeah. what it is, but I don't, I don't remember it. But yeah, and they've just got a puppy... And literally, I saw it the other day, and it was a tiny little puppy. And now I've seen it; you can just see it's getting bigger all the time. Yeah. And I was like, if you ever need a dog sitter, let me know. I'll look after it. You don't have to pay me; I just want to look yeah. after it. It's so cute. <laughs> Love dogs. But they're my yeah, favorite. I do like they're I say, my favorite. Yeah, like I say, I, f- I fell out with dogs, but when I had my accident, I was um, laying intensive care, and my dad was going to me. Because I had I, I had people I'd not seen for years coming visiting me, you know, because, like, yeah. I don't want to say everyone was getting prepared to say bye, but, you know, there was people I'd not seen in fucking yonks that was turning up, and I was like, what the fuck are you doing here? Do you know what I mean? And my dad was like, what, what's, what, if there's anything you want, what do you want? And I was going, I want my dog. <laughs> and he was going, I, c- I can't bring your dog in here. <laughs> So he got me a photo printed off and I had a picture of the dog on the table at the side of my hospital bed, like. But uh, Did your dog like act said, any, any differently of you? I think my dog acted differently in a good way because she wasn't massive, but she was, you know, a lot bigger than my French Bulldogs now. But she used to pull on the lead a lot and stuff. And um, I kind of used her as a bit of therapy when I started walking again and stuff. I started walking around the local parks by ours and stuff. And she used to pull on the lead for everyone except me. She used to just walk at the side of me. So I think I think she knew she something knew, yeah. had changed, something had happened. Um, the husky that I've got, he's just pretty like wild. He's not very domesticated. He hates to come indoors. He hates being patted. He hates like everything a normal dog likes. He, yeah. would never, he would never want to come in and come on the bed and be patted and have a treat. He would, He's absolutely terrified of everything. And I've had him for about four years now and he's never going to change, do you know what I mean? So when mm. my girlfriend moved in, he just was never interested in my girlfriend. Like, he wouldn't get to know her or anything. He was just like my dog, do you know what yeah. I mean? And she, yeah. there was one time when I was really, really hungover and she took him out to the park and she let him off the lead. And then she rang me and said that he's run off. And I was like, because you can go off the lead. That he's quite good off the lead. And she was like, he's run away. And I opened the curtain and he was standing in the back garden and he had just run home again. Because she, no way. 
as soon as she let him off, he just ran home again. But when yeah. she, and he wouldn't say boo to a goose, so he's really like wimpy dog. But when she got pregnant and she was quite heavily pregnant, he kept growling at her, not in an aggressive way, but every time she went near him, he'd be like, it's really weird. Like he would yeah. never it was just weird. He just was acting different because she was pregnant. He's doing this really low growl. And the cat, the cat used to be cuddly when it was a kitten, but now it's old, it's not really cuddly. But he used to like lay on her belly and stuff like that. And um, I think they've got some sort of sense or something, maybe. I think I think they know they know yeah. more than some people think. Because like I say, she she was very timid towards me afterwards. She was very very gentle with me compared to the way she was with other people. That's cute then. And and then what I think happened was is I think when we had our kids. I think she got a little bit jealous that the um, the attention wasn't on her then. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So do you ever see... Like, I remember years ago, my dad died. And when it was still quite new, obviously telling everyone in the local area, you'd see someone in Sainsbury's or whatever, and you'd be like, oh, yeah, my dad's died now. There's people asking after him. And eventually, like, everyone knew. Do you know what I mean? But have you ever seen yeah. have you ever seen anyone like years later that was like, what's happened to your leg? Um <laughs> no I mean. Yeah, no. You're gonna, you're gonna I can't bump, say I have. I'm just thinking you're gonna bump into anyone like years later and they'll be like, what's I've not happened? I've not bumped I've not bumped into anyone who I know that didn't know. Yeah. But I've bumped into I've bumped into new people who can't tell, if you know what I mean, like who people who don't realise at first, and then when they look down, they're like, "Oh fucking hell!" Or they'll ask me a question, and I'll I'll, I'll tell them, and it'll relate to something with my leg, and they'll be like, "Fucking hell!" They didn't know that. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. So I guess your kids probably think it's quite cool. Yeah. So robotic um, leg or something. Well, they actually call it a robot leg, and and like I say, I know her oldest is like 11, 12, but it's, even with him, it's stuck a robot leg and I, I just leave him to it, calling them that, do you know what I mean? So, but we went to um, Cliff Lakes, it's called, it's like an outdoor water park on a lake and we had a day out there with um, all the other, all the amputees that you're seeing on the Snowden videos and stuff. We all got together and the kids that were raising money for to send to Tenerife, they came and I think it was really important for my kids to meet them kids because even though my kids see me every day um they didn't see me when when I was at my worst from the accident you know I'd already I'd already like I know I'm not better because my leg's never going to grow back but I'd already got used to it by then sort of thing so Sometimes they don't really think that there's out up with me. So it was really important for them to meet the other kids because um, there's this little girl and she had her leg amputated above the knee. And when we was driving home, my little girl looked at me and she went, Daddy, isn't it a shame on that little girl? But isn't it brilliant that she still does whatever she wants? And I thought, you've learned something today. You know, you've, you've learned... You've le- you've almost learned a life lesson today without realizing. So I think that was yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah, it is sad, though, isn't it? With kids, mm. I suppose. We've met children who's lost both legs because of meningitis. We've met kids with. I actually met a kid who had osteosarcoma. I didn't get that. He had uh, bone cancer in his knee. He amputated his leg to try and save him, and months later he died anyway. Which, you know, that 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 really makes you feel lucky. That really makes you feel grateful for, you know, even even though I've got one leg, I'm just grateful to be alive because stories like that really break your heart. I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is. It is sad. It does make you feel lucky, and when you get yeah. like. Obviously, with my son, I can't see him at the moment just because he's so far away. But obviously, and then yeah. I think like other people just like they've lost their kids forever. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, I just, yeah. It makes you feel a little bit better about 
your own problems. Yeah, it does. Um, it does. Like, like I say, I, I, I don't mean to, like, like I said about the guy Ander who's got three missing. I don't mean to look at them as if I'm better than them or they're worse than me. But personally, it makes me feel better knowing that if they're making a good job of their life, and then surely I can sort of thing. Yeah. So can you drive okay with it? Yeah. So when when I had my accident, I only had a provisional license and I had to write to the DVLA and tell them what happened. And they said, because I've still got my own knee, I can drive a manual car. So I drive an automatic personally because it's just personally easier and more comfortable. But the reason I passed in a manual was is in case I had to move work vans or anything like that. So I do have a full manual license, but I drive an automatic. So you're an electrician at the moment? No, I... I I never went back after after the tribunal and all that. Okay. I never went back to I never went back to being an electrician, and that's that's the only thing I regret really that I didn't see out my qualification sort of thing. But I do maintenance in a care home at the minute, which which is ideal because my partner she's actually just passed all the degrees and stuff, and she's just got a job as a lecturer at Un- uh, Liverpool University. So oh, wow, cool. stereotyp- stereotypically, we're kind of the wrong way around. Like you, you stereotype the man to work the long hours and earn all the money, don't you? Yeah. But in our house, it's my partner who goes out and earns all the money. And I start work at nine o'clock and my kids start school at quarter to nine. So I literally take my kids to school, go to work. I finish work at three o'clock. And then I pick them up at quarter past three, so and then do the teas and all that, like so. And then she's usually on much later, which is better for me, really, because when I was on about the time management of my leg and stuff, in the beginning, I tried to go back to my nine to five job, working on building sites, working in garages, that sort of thing. And when I look back now, it was just a bit too much for me because in my spare time. I was resting my leg. I was taking it off more frequently at home. Whereas at the moment, I'm in, I'm in a really good place at the moment and I'm, I'm getting the most out of my prosthetics. I'm, you know, I'm being able to wear it for much longer because my workload's a bit less. Yeah. So do you just have one type of leg or do you have different legs for different scenarios? So I have, yeah. So I have three different legs. Um, I have one for every day. Well, I have two for every day, really, but one doesn't really fit me anymore. But I had a bad experience where, because what happens is it's they send you to the nearest prosthetic centre to you. And mine was Liverpool. And I was at Liverpool for years. And then obviously as an amputee, as the years go by, and you get better and better, the rest of your body gets fitter and stronger and you get used to it. You do need better prosthetics for certain things. Like, you know, I'm I'm quite into the gym and stuff, so I needed a better prosthetic. And it was, because it's NHS, everything's funded through the NHS. Mm. He was really reluctant to pay for anything for me, really. And um, I thought, I'm, I'm not having this sort of thing, do you know what I mean? So I changed centres to one up in Preston. So I've got my limb from the old centre, which I wear every day. And now I've got a really good leg that I wear every day. And that's got a lot of movement in the foot. So like when I'm walking on uneven surfaces, when I'm, you know, walking up and down ramps and stuff. Yeah. And then I have, you've seen like them running blades, what the Paralympics have and stuff. Yes, I have, yeah. Yeah, I've got one of them, but it's instead of just being a burr blade at the bottom, it's got a foot shell on it. Oh, cool. So I can put traits, you know, so I can put trainers on it and stuff. So you don't have to pay for those? No, I, I don't pay for them. No, no, it's all NHS. That's brilliant then, isn't it? Yeah, you can get, you know, you can get um, private healthcare, which sometimes can be a bit better. You can get served a bit quicker, things like that. But um, I can't afford it, so 
I didn't get no, I didn't, I didn't get a payout or anything for my accident. Um, liability couldn't be proved because I know it sounds silly, but my friend, or who was my friend, you know, he stopped turning up to the solicitor appointments and stuff. So there was no further we could go without him. And he moved away from the area. We couldn't get hold of him. It ended no. up just getting written. Yeah, it ended up just getting written off. So whereas if it had got a, if it had got a claim, you know, money would have been nice, but to me, the prosthetics, the private care, that would have been a lot more important to me, really. Yeah, so you never saw him again, really, after that? No, I've not seen him for about six, seven years now. Fucking hell. Which is sad, really, because at the time, I thought he was my fucking best mate in the world sort of thing. But, but like, it's this they say, don't they, that, in fucking serious times when something fucking serious happens you find out who your real friends are did you worry about that that you was going to get treated any different by your partner or um i mean my partner's been really good we was together for a year before it happened so i don't think i was ever worried about her treating me any different but even before, and I've always been confident, and sometimes I've used that to mask how I'm really feeling underneath sort of thing. And through TikTok, I've just started playing amputee football for Everton. And um, when I, I... Someone told me about amputee football a long time ago, and I don't know if you've ever seen it, but they play without the prosthetics using crutches. So they play as a proper amputee without no prosthetics. Yeah. And, I, and I had um, not a negative impression, but thinking I'm fucking macho man, I was like, oh, I don't need fucking walking sticks. I'm not playing that game, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And anyway, because I've based quite a bit of my content on TikTok around playing football, because I played football all my life before, and because yeah. I've you know, based my content on being a, amputee footballer a guy from Everton came across my content and uh, he sent me a message and was like how do you feel about coming down trying out like trying to play for Everton amputees see how you find it so I went down and being with the other guys it just gave me a, a, a bit of peace inside you know I just I felt for that time when I'm with them I felt normal but yeah. that doesn't mean that when I'm when I'm with anyone else, I'm sat there paranoid, thinking, "Oh, I feel different," because I I don't I don't feel like that. But subconsciously, I am different to to everyone else. Nine out of ten times, I'm the different person in the room. Do you know what I mean? So, and I and I use my confidence to mask over that sometimes. Yeah, that's great that you're playing football still. But yeah, I really I really love it. Like, but. Like I say, with meeting other amputees, meeting the children amputees, things like that, I've come across a lot of people who are not so positive about it, you know, or they think it's the end of the world, they just give up, you know, and it's not just amputees or disabled people. Everyday, fully able-bodied people give up too easy sometimes, I think, and the reason I'm trying to share my story is, is to try and say, like, you know, if I can do it, you can fucking do it as well. Like, yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know if you know Tret's lad's brother, Josh on Wheels. Yeah, well, I didn't. I didn't know nothing about Josh on Wheels. Never, never come across his account or anything. And then when I was listening to your podcast with Tret's lad, mm. and you just mentioned him and stuff, I, the minute your podcast had finished with him. I sent him a message to Etzlad and I was like, fucking wow, mate. I didn't even know none of that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I well, I met just on the app and I didn't know they were brothers. And then I saw a video where they'd done together and I was like, I didn't know. I knew them separately. Do you know what I mean? I didn't know they were brothers. Yeah. So I spoke to Josh about being in a car accident and becoming paralyzed from the waist down. And then I spoke to Tourette's and his brother about it as well. Because obviously mm. it, aff- it affects everyone, doesn't it? Yeah, in, in totally, part. totally, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, when it when I had my accident, I know I was twenty, but apart from when I was in intensive care, and I, you know, there was there was strict visiting hours in intensive care, but when I went back to a normal ward, it was a bit more lenient and they'd let people stay in the room for longer with me and stuff. And you know, my mum and dad had to go on the sick from work for, you know because they had to look after me and they had to deal with yeah. the situation as well. And for that, for that first two, three weeks when I was really fucking ill, you know, like I said about people visiting me who had not seen in years, everyone was almost preparing for the worst sort of thing. Yeah. But yeah. So, so it massive, it does massively affect the people around you. And that's why I think it's important for when I meet other amputees I think it's important for my partner to meet their partner because they've got a different opinion and they've got a different perspective on the whole situation. So, Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Speaking of football, what did you think about the England games? Do you know what, right? I, I'm, I'm proud of me. Like, I think they was fantastic. You know, I think... I think the pressure on them young lads to take them penalties at the end, I can't even I can't even imagine the, the pressure they was feeling. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But I, I think they did well at first. In the first couple of games in the groups when it was like one nil and then we drew nil nil with Scotland, I was thinking, Oh, it's, this is this is a bit shit really. But yeah, I understand what the manager was trying to do now, you know, he was trying to wear down the other team and Yeah. You know, one one goal is enough to win at the end of the day, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I think it's good. It's a shame that people have to ruin it, like racists and stuff like that. But I see, yeah, that, I think I see I... that you liked my video today saying that yeah. if we would have won and if a black player had had a scored, yeah. they wouldn't be racist. They wouldn't be saying, I don't want that goal now. I don't want to take, I don't want to accept that goal yeah. from a black person. They would have accepted the win, wouldn't they? Yeah, totally agree. And I have this, I have a very similar opinion of myself because um, it was Indian doctors and everything that saved my life. So if you're racist and you're in my situation where you're nearly dead, yeah. would you say to the surgeon, you're not operating on me, mate? You wouldn't, would you? So, no. And then you wouldn't go for a curry on a Saturday night and drink Stella. No. And you, this is yeah. Just- he wouldn't do yeah. anything. So I yeah. think it's just stop this saw losers. It is a shame we didn't win. Yeah. As I said earlier, I've never watched football before on my own. Well I, really well, I made I made friends in one of my old jobs. I made friends with a guy from Syria. And I didn't know this at the time, but he came over in the back of a trailer and he tried many times to get into the UK before he actually got here. And yeah. when he like when he first came, he couldn't speak much English and stuff. But I tell you now, Stan, he was a grafter, mate. He was at, he was the first one at work in the morning and he was the last one to leave every single night. And anything he was asked to do by the boss, he got done. Were, yeah. I can you know, not that. everyone's like that, so. I can believe it, mate. Well, it's been about an hour now. I'll let you get back to your kid on her birthday, unless she's asleep now. Yeah, no worries. But it's been... No worries. It's, I've been, I, it's been good chatting to you. Yes, uh, mate. I always, I always worry when, cause, cause, like I said at the beginning, because it's been such a long time now. I always worry that I'm gonna miss something out, and there is probably a lot of stuff that happened in between the beginning and now that. Yeah, I'm sure know, there is. We can always you forget we can to always talk, talk about. Again. We're gonna do. I'm doing a bonus yeah. one where people pick their top fives. So you pick yeah. your top top five this, top five that, top five. I don't know, football players. Yeah. Top five pubs, top five, whatever. So we're going to get the same people back, but doing a top five. So I'll get you back oh, on there cool. as well. Yeah, sounds brilliant, mate. I'll talk to you. You'll have to let me know when, when, when it goes out and stuff. You'll have to let us know because yeah, I've yeah, already told I've already told a few people that we was gonna do it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let as many people as I know to Yeah. Because I've got a few I mean you might know yourself, but you you make friends with certain people on TikTok and when someone asks you a question, like someone asks, how do you lose your leg? I try and fit it in 15 seconds. 
Yeah. Because not many people will watch a minute yeah. or three minutes. Yeah. So when someone says what what happened, I just go, I was in a I was in an accident. My leg was so broke they couldn't fix it, and now yeah. I've got a metal one. And that's that's yeah. it really. So I think it's nice to get that this happened, and then this is why, and I think that's really nice. So yeah, and I've enjoyed I've enjoyed that listening to the people that you've already spoke to. So I appreciate I think it's that. great, mate. Cheers. I'll message you on Instagram with, with that when it's out and stuff. Yeah, no worries, Stan. All right, cheers, Speak man. Speak to you soon, mate. All the best. Take care. Thank you, mate. See you, mate. Bye. And that was me talking to Liam. What a lovely, what a lovely fella. And I'm glad I got to the bottom of his accent. I've followed him for a while. And, um, yeah, I've just never heard a voice like that before. Well, probably have, but I just couldn't... I would never have guessed it was St. Helens. So there you go. Um, hope you've all subscribed. Please leave a review if you use iTunes. If you've got an iPhone, just go onto there and scroll down. Leave a five-star, obviously, and write in there. Maybe like one well, you've enjoyed or who you'd like on next and blah, 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 blah. Follow me on Instagram. If you're really fit, then send me a DM from the Snapchat and take care.